Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Today we begin the road to Paul Feig's Ghostbusters reboot by revisiting the beloved 1984 original. Along the way you'll get spoilers for Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, as well as Jurassic World, Creed, the 2003 remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Amazing Spider-Man, Scary Movie, Blues Brothers, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Ant-Man, Bridesmaids, Year One, Doctor Who, Gilmore Girls, the real Ghostbusters animated series, and the Terminator soundtrack. Hey guys, does Bustin' make you feel good? Because <laughs> if it does, boy, have we got a show for you. You know, this summer movie going season, everything is getting remade eventually, and this next on the chopping block is the beloved 1984 sort of supernatural kind of horror-ish monster comedy 80s movie 1984 Ghostbusters it's getting remade did you guys know that rebooted uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I heard about it I heard yeah I, heard yeah. I saw Full a on. trailer Full yeah on. I saw a very bad trailer can we talk for just a moment about uh, the nature w- of remakes and reboots and what the terms mean and don't mean anymore Tyler's here by the way yo Matt Hughes is on the show tonight. Hey, everyone. Patrick is here. I'm here. And I'm here. And I understood at one point we were all, we were calling everything a remake. It was like, oh, they're making the same, you know, idea again a second time. It's a remake. Right. But then we started saying things like reboot. And that made more sense when it was like, oh, well, there was a Spider-Man movie two years ago, but we need another one to make more money. But it's with different actors and a different story. That's a reboot. Yeah. Right. I think if the if the story changes, it's a reboot and if the story remains the same, it's a remake. Well, that doesn't make any sense then by all intents and purposes, The Amazing Spider-Man is a remake of Spider-Man. Yeah, but they changed so much of the themes and there was different bad guys and all they rebooted the whole franchise based on that movie. Yeah, but okay. Well, then The Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the girl from 7th Heaven is a reboot. Zack Snyder rebooted Dawn of the Dead. Uh, no, those are remakes. <laughs> I yeah. know, that's hey, what I'm saying. What's the difference? What, this is tricky. This is a tricky one to nail down. It just has to be like a time thing, right? And then soft reboot is when it's it could be a sequel, but for all intents and purposes, they're starting for a fresh place in the franchise. Like Jurassic World is a soft reboot. Or Creed. Or Creed is I've a soft I found reboot. A, I found someone yeah. willing to try and define what reboot. is Urban oh, help Dictionary. Us. Help and, us. Uh, and it's Urban Dictionary. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Great. here we go. Great. <laughs> it's going to be solid. I read the first few words, and now I'm going to go into the rest of it. <laughs> unknown. Uh-oh. Reboot is defined by Urban Dictionary as to start anew with fresh ideas in a way that is consistent with the principles of the original, but not unnecessarily constrained by what has taken place before. That was actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah, okay. That doesn't sound like a very urban way of talking. Do you want the... As opposed to a remake. That that could also be a remake. Does the Doctor Who reboot mean the Doctor can regenerate as many times as he wants? No, he has a limited number of regenerations. Everyone knows that. It's 13. I don't know what that means. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. This is... movies. You know? Sorry. That's a reboot. You hate TV shows. So would we define this as a reboot? The Ghostbusters thing. Well, it's not a sequel. We know that much. Right. They've been very clear, despite the confusion. Everything, but the only the only way that most normal humans are experiencing or being exposed to the movie 
has been clear. They've said all along it's not a remake. It's not a re. It's a. It's or not a sequel. Sorry, it's right. not a sequel whatsoever. New story has nothing to do with the original. Then right. that first trailer comes out thirty years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <And> you're like, <laughs> like wait, what? what? <laughs> so what is it? It's not a sequel. Is it a reboot or a remake? Well, we haven't seen it yet, so we don't know. Is it one of those things where the words are would we know after gently interchangeable? Is it? I don't know. You'd think we'd know. I mean, we got a whole th- podcast on movies here. I think a reboot is to do with a franchise. Okay, so this I can is tell he he doesn't know. No, what he's I saying. think he's that's fair. Like the new, like we he's argued about the new James he's Bond thinking movies. Thinking out loud right now. Yeah, he does. So yeah, and I mean, it was a reboot, right? Because it's to do Don't with restarting a Bond. franchise. Friendships were about to end we're over the, the James Bond thing. Hey, man, I didn't bring this up. I'm just trying to bring it to you. You brought up James Bond. You did bring up James Bond. Hey, well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people give up. <laughs> to get excited about Ghostbusters or to get disappointed after we see Ghostbusters, who knows? We thought it'd be fun to sit down and revisit Ghostbusters 1 and two, so hey, and guess what? It is fun. It is really it's fun. Never a bad choice. No Always kidding, good, man. That's good a investment of time. Wise decision of movie viewing. Ghostbusters is one of those flicks that's consistently good. It kind of doesn't matter what's going on, and someone puts it in, and it's just fun. It's funny. Still laugh at the same jokes as if you haven't seen them five or six, ten times before yes. that. <laughs> so what was you, you guys appreciate the charm of Bill Murray? Well, yeah, yeah he's the show stealer. He's the He's the guy. He's the guy. He's top the dude. Build, top build actor. That's He's right. the top build. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That. Shut it down. Yeah. That's a wrap. <laughs> That's enough you, for this episode. Hey, We've peaked. <laughs> what? What is uh You know, everyone has a different thing. It's an older movie. So, what was you guys' uh, experience like seeing Ghostbusters for the first time, Tyler? I don't remember the first time I saw it. It was probably on TV. This came out in 84, so... Let me guess, TBS, because it seems <laughs> like... <laughs> TBS is just my network way of, of choice. it was on some network. That <laughs> That's a catch-all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it Dude, probably was TBS. It was probably TBS. It probably. I saw a lot of movies on TBS. Uh, this came out TNT. three years before I was born. So you didn't see so it in theaters. I did not <laughs> see it in theaters. Uh, I do remember seeing it when I was a kid, but it's pretty dark and it's pretty sexual, so... I, I wasn't. Did your dad see it in theaters? I don't know, but I wasn't allowed. How did I? I don't know. I don't know because they didn't hear stories about it. Can you call him right away? Him on the speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> so I, I wasn't really allowed to watch it either when I was a kid because it's scary and sexual. Scary sexual. Mm, <laughs> so scary. Uh, but sexual. you know, I. <laughs> It's only rated PG. Jeez, yeah, they, yeah, they, the they rated 80s movies. were last. It was prior, so prior to the PG thirteen rating. Right. Okay. We didn't okay. have oh, it. So okay. it was bad this or R. R. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. So my my parentals were gu- guidance. Yeah, they were guidance. Yeah, there was some parental uh, guidance. But I, you know, I I reclaimed it later in my teens when I said, you know, I'm gonna watch whatever I want, Mom. Yeah, you told her, man. Get it. <laughs> and I loved it. It was great. Even in, you know, my teen years, my cynical teen years, I thought, man, Bill Murray's just, he's just so, he just tickles my funny bone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know I've ever heard you put anything like that. (laughs) That's a saying. It is a saying. It's it's an odd one. Wherever the funny bone is, he really got his fingers in in your (laughs) elbow, man. He's just (laughs) busting makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Tickling that elbow. Matt. 
Yeah. When did you see? What was your? Do you remember? Um, I just remember it being vague, kind of background noise, and then one day in my teens, I saw it and went, "Oh yeah, this, this is a good time." And then have watched it. I think probably tonight was I think maybe time number eight or nine for me he's now. really acting like he can count these right yeah, now you're really doing a lot of conjecture track. tonight you need to you need to stick to the facts <laughs> we, just, facts we just watched a movie about science <laughs> we did <laughs> hard science <laughs> solid psychotherapy and parapsychology yeah so yeah it's real stay with it yeah i saw zool he she was there he was Zool. <laughs> patrick Zool. do you remember your Zool. ghostbusters Zool. experience yeah i, I remember our dad was obsessed with it or he was really into it and he had the VHS right when it came out uh. and it took us a few times because they'd fire it up and we'd get too scared they had to turn it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary movie. Yeah. It's a scary, yeah. Well, because you guys like, were like three or four years old. Yeah, I think Josh little. said he was four so I was six but we couldn't, I just couldn't handle it but I wanted <laughs> to so bad. I don't know what the right word is for it. It's not gruesome, just the depictions of demons and ghosts and it's corpses. Is I remember it? even yeah, getting it. a little further each time. I remember the library and scene at the beginning. It was like, nope, stop <laughs> yeah. it. And then we got That's a little further. Scary. It was like, nope, <laughs> get her. <laughs> yeah. And man, I was thinking about it when we were watching it, too, because I know that this is something that's come up several times on the show, especially uh, back when we were talking about Chappie constantly. Um, man, I love but Chappie. there was this weird time in the... Think about a lot of the movies that were like... Uh, Ghostbusters, at least this aspect of Ghostbusters that we're describing from around that time period when you had movies like Beetlejuice or, you know, Teen Wolf or Robocop and Short Circuit, Harry and the Hendersons, things like that, where these were normal mainstream movies that would come out that would have some element of like low fantasy that would yeah. be, seems outrageous right. based on the a level of realism that we try to anchor into our genre films now in 2016. Um, and with it, the genre blending was so bizarre because Ghostbusters is primarily a comedy. It's it's a funny movie. Yeah. But not a lot of comedies nowadays go through great lengths to be like, um, how can we make this t- horrifying <laughs> ghost <laughs> puppet or, you know, corpse <laughs> capsi driver? Or the yeah. the state. And when Stay Puff Marshmallow Man comes out at the, you know, in the final sequence of the movie, I was thinking just tonight, like, what? This movie is so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm really of that, too. Because he's, like, growling. <laughs> hey, yeah. let me ask you this. Is Stay Puff Marshmallow, is that a, a real brand no, in America? No, it was made up for the movie? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if there was, like, a real brand of marshmallows with a mascot. why you see it in the mascot. kitchen at the beginning. Yeah. Just to, like, oh, okay. It's I think what makes and it so great that, is And there's a mural. Yeah, yeah there's it's a mural. It's a group of comedians who got together and said, let's make a scary movie about ghosts. Yeah. And a bunch of... Knuckleheads who catch him. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's so funny that the... the what ex- kind of great villain can we get at the end? Yeah, the scary element is obviously there. There's parts that, especially as a kid, I was telling you guys while we were watching it, that corpse cab driver just horrified me. I cried and ran out of the room it is when scary. I saw it as a four-year-old. <laughs> but uh, those things that you would think that now, if I just got to assume that they're making a movie like that that's like comedic and they're aiming at a low you know a family friendly rating even though there's like you know swears were different in movies in the 80s as well but it's it's pretty clean consistently and then all of a sudden there's like this really horrifying decomposed monster or implied oral sex with a ghost or you know or (laughs) something like that and you're just like 
well, that seems kind of over yeah. the top, you know? Yeah. That's it's, out there. It's just a different time yeah. in movies. If That's an interesting PG rating. Which begs the question, how in the world is this thing going to translate? Because even the gags, think about if that exact screenplay yeah. was made now. You went to a movie and saw it with a different set of actors in a different time period. All the up, uh, special effects are updated, but the beats and the humor were the same. You mean sex with ghosts? <laughs> no, like, the whole... Like scary movie? The whole thing. The, oh, the, the tone and the sarcasm yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't think it would land right no, now. No, I'm really worried. I think worried you'd be like, what is this? The, the, yeah. re- the remake is going to be just a comedy and not scary at all. I think that's my prediction. I think it's just going to be, there might be a couple <laughs> of jump voice scares. Up several yeah, I, I hear it. I think it's just going to be funny, which I'm not totally terrified of, but I, it yeah, will I'm be very different. I'm not going to this trying to get scared. I'm going to it to have a fun, scary element and I, laugh a lot. Do you think anybody went into the original Ghostbusters expecting to be scared? It's a comedy, but it's horrifying. Yeah, I think the kids are scared of it. I don't think the adults were thinking it was a scary movie. They were no. just okay. Like, they were like, "Oh man, it's, it's Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. It's our favorite yeah, SNL, SNL guys." Yeah, it's it's a unique take on a comedy where they, like Josh said, they cross genres, and it's 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 exactly that. It's a r- original. Mm. Yeah, these guys, Dan uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, they sat down and they wrote this movie. Which is so weird. Yeah. Okay, I got an idea, guys. <laughs> yeah. Guys, check no, this okay. out. <laughs> Listen to this. Four was guys. this before <laughs> or after Dan Aykroyd was in Dragnet? Before, right? I don't, I don't know. know. You Sorry. tell me, Mr. Yeah, Historian. Yeah. You want to look off into the distance and act like you're putting it together again? Yeah, here. <laughs> let you guys talk about something else. Let me like totally have this lined it's, up It is great, phone. though, to see these two SNL characters, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, go on to make these giant movies and become, you know... Before a worldwide sensation of all things comedy, yes, and, and stardom, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but was Harold? Did Harold Ramis have any SNL ties? Well, he, you were asking this earlier. I don't. Was I he don't a writer? So. Does Rick Moranis? Because Rick Moranis, I feel is like just Rick Moranis, brilliant. Is. I love Rick Moranis <laughs> in this movie or in general. I don't hear that a lot. In actually. general, <laughs> in general, but in this movie, he's so good. Yeah, he's good in this. His comedy, his style is so so good in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it's, he was he's one of the funniest elements of the movie. He's yeah. very believable, even <laughs> though his like <laughs> his, his he's playing it up so over the yeah, top. He's a caricature of some type of. He doesn't Uptight, stand up straight once. He's like just flopping around the whole time. <laughs> he always has that perpetual yeah. sneer. But it's seat. great seeing these guys come out of that show. Like you, it's pretty common now. But I feel like these guys were the pioneers of it. Obviously, since they're yeah. part of the original cast. Um, Bill, no, I don't think was Bill, I don't think Bill Murray was. Uh, but they they almost like were let loose, you know, in in the wild. And mm-hmm. They just started doing their own thing and just producing such brilliant work. But what's great about this is it didn't. These guys originated, these two guys originated from SNL, but this itself, this story is not part of SNL. Because they also had great movies like The Blues Brothers and... You love The Blues Brothers, Brothers. Brothers. Hey, here's the tie-in, though, for Ramis, is that he was friends with Belushi, and they uh, worked together, and he got offered a job writing for SNL, but he was writing for a show called SCTV, and then he wrote um, stuff for National Lampoon, like uh, Animal House. Right. So that's how he was friends with those guys. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, but they, like, they, they hadn't, they had full length films coming out of SNL, but this wasn't one. It's completely original. Right. I'm just, 
maybe it's just because we've seen so many remakes these days, but it's so awesome to see something so yeah. original become so worldwide. Like, like the source material is just two guys coming up with a phenomenal concept and writing the screenplay for it. Much like Back to the Future. Yeah, and if you think about right. Ghostbusters... <laughs> not, not quite as good as Back to the Future. <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> is such an unconventional premise especially by today's standards a little more par for the course you know in 1984 to have um that level of outrageousness and fantasy woven into a normal mainstream movie and then play it for comedy but the premise of it is so funny because it starts really small with these like failed uh you know paranormal researchers at a university lab working off a grant and then it's not really so much that they do something incredible. They just happen to be in the right place at the right time because there's a collection of supernatural energy or some kind of supernatural energy surge in Manhattan because of this uh, ancient, um, what Ray ca- or Winston calls him a Babylonian god, and they're like Sumerian, Sumerian um, evil deity of some kind. But, and they just happen to be there starting this ghost-busting but business. But Ray was poised to start investigating. He had all the equipment, and he had already done his research. He once they finally got a tip on a, a yeah, it seemed like he had been looking a long time. Yeah, finally, yeah. If they would have had this up. idea, you're, I mean, if they would have actually got kicked out and then sank all, you know, raised fourth mortgage into building Third. all that stuff a year before that, they would have gone out of business right. long before <laughs> <laughs> anything happened in New York for them to timing. bust. <laughs> Which is cool because it's like uh, I don't know. It just occurred to me while we were watching tonight that. You would think that a movie like that, they would need to affect the plot in some major way to move. Well, but that thing was going to happen according to the rules of the movie, whether mm-hmm. they were there or the not. The Twinkie, the Twinkie yeah, metaphor. Because of the Twinkie That's metaphor. Right. All yeah. I wanted was a Twinkie after feet long. <laughs> I would love to see a 35 foot Twinkie. Yeah, we were arguing about That's the. Terrifying. And then, speaking of which, you know, Rick, Rick Moranis. Uh, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. When y'all saw that giant oatmeal cream pie, were you like, man, <laughs> I could go for an oatmeal was cream pie? Was it an oatmeal oh, cream yeah. pie? It was, yeah. No. Or you was know, it a Swiss cake roll or something? It was like a giant Oreo. Wasn't it no, chocolate? It was oatmeal cream pie. Was it an oatmeal cream pie? You know, I know I mean, we I know we don't have <laughs> I know we don't have the science to shrink ourselves down that little, but we We don't do we do have <laughs> the Maybe you haven't seen a little man movie called Ant Man. <laughs> 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 we we do have the ability to make an oatmeal cream pie that big. Sure. So why haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing here? What practical purpose does the world have? Can we get a 35-foot Twinkie? Wouldn't that just be great? That'd be so hard, though, because you'd have to get, like, a handful of cake and then go all you're doing is back in cream. to get the cream. I know it's not practical <laughs> but wouldn't it just be fantastic it's Would like you always like dreaming as a kid to have a pool full of uh, jello oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah how disgusting that would be <laughs> oh, but would you so just jump is. into the Twinkie <laughs> I don't know could you could we like would the, surf, the surface tension oh, you could would certainly be, be like James and the it. Giant Peach you'd have to like burrow in yeah you yeah, just start yeah, tunneling yeah. through it no, I like the idea of like being on top of it, standing stationary, and then diving <laughs> into above? it. Just, just the gravity. Just <laughs> a surface dive <laughs> yeah. and just pushing through the soft cake. Yeah. Yeah, and you drown in the cream. And yeah. then you get caught in it. The pressure would suffocate you and death by Twinkie. It would, you would actually look very similar to how the Ghostbusters looked at the end of Ghostbusters. <laughs> covered in. Way to get yeah. us back to, <laughs> yeah, way to go. to covered in whatever that frosting is. I think that they... 
We're just using shaving soap cream. Soap suds? Or maybe it was shaving cream. I just watched a video on that, uh, a video essay on that entire scene, and it's already escaped me. It looked it's, like shaving cream. It's a lot of fun watching this movie because in 84, they were really committed to practical effects. And they <laughs> well, did, they well, did a lot else? of work. <laughs> they did a lot of work to make it look good because it you know, stands up you would never be able to tell what's real and what's not <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I had no the practical idea. effects let's talk uh, about what dates the are, movie the practical effects are cool because it's all like poltergeist stuff and like anomaly stuff so you, you how are they doing some of it like with the what is that old archaic system to like, the card catalog yeah the card catalog yeah. <laughs> freaking libraries archaic. am i right <laughs> yeah that and then you pointed out the eggs frying on the table how did they how did they make those eggs pop and fry on that kind of was cool we were yeah cuz the other stuff uh, wasn't wasn't burning cool. there were other things around the right, eggs like on the there's counter. a plastic bag of marshmallows and that wasn't is melting there could have been a very specific right. heat. I don't know though. But how even did then they, they splattered the and they were yeah. all hot. And they, how did they, they get them burst to out like from within the egg? Yeah, how'd right. They and they were like they were definitely, or at least they certainly looked like real eggs that were actually cooking. Oh, I wonder if they like had cut the bottom and put in like a air, like a little air compressor hose in the bottom and sealed it, and that's what made them like explode out. And then certain parts of the countertop no, were heated. Heat. It was just the sound of like cooking and no they were they bubbling were, but they went white they went yeah, from yeah, clear they to were, white they were, like they no, were just to see if whatever came out was that's what oh it you was. think no. it wasn't real eggs you think it, it was like eggs. some kind of like polymer or that's plastic what I think. it was a polymer plastic oh i like that okay i like that hey you know what else really dated it gozer's haircut no that, that was hot straight right 80s gozer's that was haircut. hot the flat gozer's top haircut. they aimed for the flat top the practical effects were fantastic those giant foam rocks falling oh yeah bouncing yeah. off of down like eight <laughs> onto 80 stories and not killing anyone but, as they landed on but them. the cg oh oh it was just amazing for its time yeah. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about what cg like the stop motion dogs terrible stop motion monsters that were, oh, that were superimposed onto the real yeah. they like with the green bust yeah. through rick moranis's apartment door and yeah. bounce off the wall yeah and then it split second turn into a puppet again and then it yeah. leap back uh-huh. into cg and then back to puppet the puppets are always laying down all of a sudden <laughs> right. so <they> really <laughs> low <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, could, they couldn't get those puppets up on all fours no <laughs> every single time they were stationary they're, they're always down their in bellies. like a prone position <laughs> but you know uh that was that was at a time when we were all so impressed with the the concept of visual effects that right. you see something that's clearly not real but you're going hey neat look at that look they <laughs> did something that's was cool. this the, the gremlins come out the same year or the sure did okay so the those demon dog bear things yeah no, rick moran has called it a bear zool and the vince pet, the pet inside isn't that. it funny that one of the names uh, is vince yeah that's vince great <laughs> They look just awful, just so, so bad. But the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, he didn't look so bad. He looked okay. Yeah, there's one part where it's shot up from the pavement and there's people running by him and it's really jarring. But when it's just shot from above, it looks all right. Yeah. I thought it was cool. He has so much facial right expressions he gets really mad he, he does. does he, he does. looks like pumpkin <laughs> jack a little some bit some of those uh, for christmas at the end some there. of those shots of uh stay puff going through the city are actually pretty convincing yeah so some of them good. like are like oh i see the the feathering of the edge around the green screen mm-hmm. or whatever but others are like it looks really neat yeah, looks yeah if you go to the studio today you can still see the 100 foot uh puppet they used 
That's cool. The <laughs> it took took a hundred men to control. It. Oh, I just <laughs> fell for that. Someone, <laughs> <laughs> someone I was like, "That's <laughs> awesome! I want to see the." Li- <laughs> someone on set was kind of scratching his chin and going, "Hey, how come we didn't do this with a little one?" Yeah, <laughs> guys, <laughs> couldn't well, we have scaled now. this down? <laughs> and by the way, Patrick, you were right. It was absolutely shaving cream. More than fifty gallons were dumped on Peck. Whoa. I was right. Mm. On Peck, yeah, freaking Peck, Peck. 500-gallon batches of shaving cream to substitute for the remnants of Buster's Town. <coughs> I also loved all the uh, CG lightning coming out of the fingers of that. Yep. Yeah, she turns into a Sith for a second. Yeah, what was she? The, she was the destroyer? Gozer. Gozer, she was yeah. Gozer. Yeah, she was the one. But I loved how how obvious they just wanted her to be uh, like David Bowie. They're like, oh, can, yeah. you, can you be <laughs> yeah, David <I> Bowie? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> oh, giant red said eyes. that to the like costume designer or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I yeah. guess that stuck around. Did you guys know uh, both Chevy Chase and Michael Keaton turned down the opportunity to play uh, Peter Vagman? Fools. Oh, Michael Keaton? Because mm-hmm. no, he was no. fresh out of Batman? Yeah, I guess. Was he filming Batman yes, at the time? before Batman. Was before Batman is 89. Oh, I, uh, was it that late? Okay. I had a hard time watching... I, ha- I have a hard time going back and watching these older films with young Bill Murray and young, young Dan Aykroyd and even young Harold Ramis because I I miss how yeah. young and youthful they were. I feel like young People Chevy Chase. People old, man. What's the problem? Hey, young Chevy Chase that is way, bud. so good. I love young Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, you know, I hate John. to bring it to you. One day, people are going to listen to this podcast. I hate thinking about how they used to be. Young, oh, people are going to go back in 30 years <laughs> and listen yeah, to yeah, old archive yeah. episodes sure of this. they will. Yeah. Of I mean, course. On this is timeless. Like 1500. And <laughs> sure. Just, um, those guys in their prime were so good. They were just on point, you know, if I'm going to put this in 2016. Yeah, so who, urban are, who are the you? contemporary comedians doing something similar to that now? I think, um, uh, you know, like Kristen Wiig. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, honestly, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig has a, this is going to sound funny Leslie Jones. because she's not, you wouldn't compare her to Bill Murray in com- terms of comedic stylings. No, but in a way they're actually quite similar to watch Ghostbusters. You just, it's really fun to see Bill Murray, get to stretch all his comedic chops, if you will. Because right. yeah. half of his bit is like ad lib, sarcasm, stuff that he Apathy. says off screen. Yeah, like 80% of this was ad libbed. Yeah, and his, 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 all those mannerisms, all the things that make Bill Murray, Bill Murray, you get like lots and lots of beats of them throughout all right. of Ghostbusters. It's almost like Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote this thing and said, all right, Bill, just be Bill. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's like one of his landmark roles yes. as, as Bill Murray. Yes. I always, When I think of Bill Murray, there's only like, you know, you think of Groundhog Day and you think of Ghostbusters first. Right. And right. then you start to think about, uh, you know, all the other stuff around that. And Kristen Wiig, uh, is, it's not exactly the same in her execution, but she also has this kind of subtle, um, nuanced humor to her. She's not like a punchline type yeah. of comedian right. and neither is bill murray She's it's more like she reactionary lives in the moment yeah and she has more of like a you know a mousy or um kind of quirky thing yeah, that she does subtle. but in the same yeah. way yeah it's like she plays off of people it's the stuff that she says it's not they don't sound like punchlines but they're so hilarious in the way that she oh, delivers so them funny. you know or She's she says something hilarious. in the background or off screen a lot like bill murray which seems like she would be well suited to in a the the role or the idea for the all female Ghostbusters team with this particular set of comedians was the first time I heard 
an idea for a new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters movie that didn't make me go, that's so dumb. I was just like, right. oh, like, yeah, that could cut. That could probably. If you're going to reboot it, right. let's get crazy, change it up, make it unique. Yeah. Have yeah, when he said. He said that first too, right? Bill Murray said yeah. you should just do this, and he even named those some of those actors. And I was like, I think we're but that's perfect. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. that makes and a apparently lot of sense. they listen because exactly what he said. <laughs> freaking said, hilarious. He said takes bridesmaids and turn that into Ghostbusters. Yeah, hey man, basically. Why why not? Bridesmaids was gold start to finish, and if you've got similar cast and same director, it's gonna be yeah. Bridesmaids was fantastic, a triumph for female comedy. I think just for comedy. All comedy. It's great. You're right. Love I wasn't it. I wasn't limiting it. I was just celebrating it. All right. Mm. Oh, controversial. All right. All right. Sorry. It was, it's a funny movie. Very crass. Yeah, I like that. A funny gross yep. movie with pooping and falling down. And <laughs> Which our friend jokes. Josiah hates <laughs> pooping, so pooping much. Pooping in the street <laughs> with a wedding dress on. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, that's... That's our friend Josiah is really pi- pigeonholed Melissa McCarthy. No kidding. <laughs> Anytime he sees her face, he thinks, <laughs> like, oh, great. Oh. It's a matter of time till she's falling over, farting, yep. <laughs> pooping everywhere. But I think that anytime her name has ever been mentioned in person through text message or anything, Josiah has said, oh, she's about to fart and fall down. <laughs> like, I don't know that I've actually ever seen her do right. those two things in succession yeah. like that. <laughs> she, uh, uh, I feel like she was let off the leash in bridesmaids they said just get crazy with it melissa mccarthy but we did you know she's most known for these roles where she's pooping (laughs) 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 she's most known one role these roles where she's pooping in a sink right and she's acting (laughs) very vulgar but she got her roots on gilmore girls right yeah Yeah. she's from gilmore girls she's a what the heck was what kind of character was she on gilmore she's a chef they're filming four more for netflix and she's gonna she's gonna come back and then she had her own sitcom and every them. time she's hosted SNL, she's been very funny. Yeah, she's well, she's, funny, she's funny for sure. Yeah, that's just like a character that she's really good at, and everybody. She doesn't loves her just for. poop in the sink, but Josiah. If she's you're done. <laughs> There's I've more always to do that one time. She's done yeah. some respectable uh, acting. What's not, what's so unrespectable about uh, poop, who hasn't pooped poop in, in the sink, sink <laughs> in a in a <laughs> crisis? <laughs> but here's the thing. I haven't. So we watch Ghostbusters tonight, and we're like, "Oh, this is a great time. Who doesn't like Ghostbusters? What fun!" You know, it still holds up, at least to the four of us, to oh repeated yeah. viewings. Oh, well, yeah, that's great. Um, when when I was a kid, Ghostbusters, I don't, I don't even know why I was thinking about it, but it was such a huge thing. Like, it's even when I was scared yeah. Yeah. of watching the entire movie, I was so into it. The cartoon was a huge thing. The action figures. I we had so many Ghostbusters action figures. Yeah. Oh, I like, loved that cartoon, too. The was cartoon great. was great. Oh, it, it was, was so uh, good. It was nothing like the movie. No, of course not. With, um, what's his name? Egon's Egon had the blonde, style. big, crazy, <laughs> yellow yeah. Like yeah. pillar of hair. <laughs> like he had a giant room. curler <laughs> right. that he wrapped his whole hair around. It's so fantastic that they were to take, take this, a completely original film, and franchise it out into stuff that was so beloved for so long. Yeah, no kidding. And what an unconventional thing right. to do it with. Uh, I have uh, pictures of me as a small child sleeping with a giant stuffed Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Oh, that's like cool. I was it so was into Ghostbusters. It was a McDonald's run where they had the toys in the school Happy supplies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghostbusters I school had supplies. A, I had, I had a buddy who had the Ecto One car. And oh, it we was had like the car. The, oh, yeah. I did. Hey, dog, stand back. Yeah. I had the firehouse, homie. Uh, no, uh, the firehouse. Yeah, oh, and it came where like it had yeah, great the slime on the top, down. and you put a 
a bucket of slime yeah. and it would drip through the whole firehouse. And oh it had the pole. You gosh. could you uh-huh. could put the toys on the pole and, and they would, they would slide down. down. Yeah. I, hey, I remember those commercials, so but good. I never got to. I don't think I even ever played with one of those. My next door neighbor had the proton pack nerf gun yeah and, that's, and he that's had the two great. so we could play together and it was so good well oh we gosh. didn't we may have had the firehouse in the car after a christmas but we didn't get the proton pack so what me and patrick did was we didn't have the jumpsuits either or whatever it is that they wear the uniforms yeah. so we put on slacks you know yeah that were khaki the, yeah and sure then we had color. like a khaki colored members only jackets uh-huh. so we put those on <laughs> we filled up backpacks our school backpacks with clothes so that they looked like proton packs yep. and we had plastic you know whatever guns mm-hmm. and then we made a ghost trap out of a shoe box that we would throw across the room and then pull on with a string and the the lid would open and we would catch the ghosts in it all that to say joker's loves Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> what what a strange thing to be. Yeah. So it was like, it was almost uh, the same exact premise as like Ninja Turtles. It's just no one right. knows why we all love it so much. Right. You just it's love just it. It's just something there. It. It's so much. So uh, it's, you know, it's like trapped in your subconscious because that song is even always getting stuck <laughs> no in kidding. your head. Oh you know? yeah. No it's, like, <laughs> it's like any any time anybody ever says, you know, who are you gonna call? Of course, oh, immediately. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. So for, yeah. You yeah. got any issue, you're just trying to have a conversation with someone. Who are we going to yeah. call? Yeah. Oh, it's probably, probably Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. That'll be step one. Which is funny because that line isn't in the movie. It's only in the song or when the song is in the movie. And it's right. as iconic as like E.T. Phone Home or something. Totally. Yeah. Right. Everyone Where knows the, line. the cartoon, the, the logo is walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. The ghost. Song. <laughs> and then he would get trapped by the red yeah. sign. Uh, the red no ghost circle. Um. So for such a such a weird premise to catch on the way it did to become franchise the way it was toys a cartoon um, there was even a confusing thing where there was another Ghostbusters cartoon that yep. uh, wasn't really Ghostbusters it was like oh, the uh, real it had a gorilla and a blonde guy <laughs> and they fought ghosts so the the authentic cartoon had to be called the real Ghostbusters yeah. To compete with this fake Ghostbusters cartoon, that's how popular it was that it was being Goodness. like yeah. emulated. Um, that obviously they're going to mi- try to make more movies. Ghostbusters two comes out, which w- which we'll talk about later. And then after that, there was always another premise floating around. Dan Aykroyd wanted to do Ghostbusters go to hell for some reason. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, just like a hard R horror movie. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Who knows what he was thinking. But over oh, the damn. years, everyone would keep coming back and saying, when's Ghostbusters 3 going to happen? Right. Bill Murray became increasingly insane over the years, you know, and with the best way. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a beautifully admirable <laughs> type right. of way. And he became more and more withdrawn from the Hollywood process of things. So they could never get a hold of him, and he was always being difficult. Like every time some new Ghostbusters thing would come out, he would be the only one that wouldn't sign off on a new action figure or something like that. And then people started to get mad at him. Bill Murray, what the heck? Why won't you just participate? Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they make a video game together, and he participates in that. And you're (laughs) thinking, well, why not just make a movie? So Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd get the gentleman who – wrote the screenplay for year one. You remember that? I do movie? remember that. With yeah. Jack Black and Michael Sarah. Hey, there were some incredibly funny parts in that movie. Yeah, there were two. And uh, <laughs> they were both in the trailer. <laughs> uh, I didn't see the trailer, so I got to see him in the movie. So Harold Ramis directed uh, year one. Oh, he did? Yeah. And and he, after you know making the movie, he's like, I'll get these guys to write us a script for Ghostbusters 3. And then everyone saw year one and we're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> don't we don't want to touch it. Your Wood was one of those movies where the trailer made it seem like one thing, but the movie was another. 
Yeah, what a bizarre. That was That, that was, was an odd movie. It didn't land to say the least because um, no one knew what they were getting into. Here we are all these years later and there is another Ghostbusters movie. Not out. a sequel despite the poorly cut. A reboot, trailer. we decided. A reboot. We, we, we figured that out. That's as far as we got. <coughs> I, I assume uh, it's going to have four individuals busting yep. ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, using proton packs and there may or may not be a green one that slimes them. Hey, what the heck is Slimer? Someone tell me what Slimer Food is. Food blob. <laughs> Big old blob of food. He is. How is that a ghost? He's he's just he's like a fat guy. He's just a hungry. Yeah, died. but he's not retaining any of the food because when he drank the wine, it just not when he drinks through. the wine, it goes out. But when he's eating the food before uh, Ray tries to get him, he's like mouth. he's eating them, right. and at the end, he eats all the hot dogs in the hot dog cart. It's almost like they didn't really plan out a thorough backstory <laughs> for Slimer. Dang it. No. He's just yeah, a in the cartoon, what? he lives in the house with them. Yeah, I mean, he becomes yeah. a sidekick. Almost yeah. a Ray, <laughs> Ray like, <laughs> tells yeah. him exactly what it is. It's like some kind of repeating apparition. I remember an episode where Slimer messed up a birthday party, and they all yelled at him because they were mad, and he was and like, he was oh, really no, sad. No. And he had to fly away. <laughs> and yeah. Then they were like feeling guilty and running around, Slimer, come back. <laughs> I feel like Slimer was just... Uh, a character to get everyone slimed, you know. They said, <laughs> they said, like, hold <laughs> on, they're sitting around. <laughs> no, listen, they, they said, we're gonna write this comedy, but we're gonna get crazy with it. We're gonna light the walls on fire, we're gonna blow up chandeliers, we're gonna get everybody slimed. It's just gonna be a giant mess. And they thought, this is funny, it's almost like slapstick. In that yeah, way. well, you got so you gotta have a ghost that's a green blob with yeah, no you're gonna have everybody covered in mucus. So maybe that it was, that was an make. easy puppet to build. Maybe yeah. he had some stuff like leftovers. If that was his only jokes. purpose, they could have gave him a better name. <laughs> they did they never name him in the movie. They don't yeah, they, they just if said anything, they only call him one. ugly little spud like three yeah. different times. What is he credit? I think he's credited as Slimer in the credits. Oh, oh we're gonna have to boy. look into this. Now we're gonna have to Google that. We'll see if Slimer has a IMDB. <laughs> I bet. I mean, he's got to have a character page if nothing else. So, you know, it's like you watch Ghostbusters, and there's not much to argue about. There's not much to negative to say at all about the movie it's kind of entertaining from start to finish there's someone out there with something negative to say oh what do you think that they might say put yourself in their shoes oh it's old (laughs) the the only thing (laughs) i can think of is that i hate fun the choice (laughs) to like forego a traditional uh you know symphonic score from start to finish and incorporate 80s pop songs other than the 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 ray parker (laughs) no not not to be confused with the Huey Lewis song, the Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> song. Some of those other pop songs, 80s pop songs, sound super dated. It's almost yeah. like watching The Terminator and it's just the synth oh bass. Oh, gosh, and I love the Terminator That's how it goes, guys. I, I bet that people are it. thinking, Verbotum. you know, they're making too many jokes. They're, they're, they're taking this whole ghost thing too lightly. You know, that's not something to be meddled with. You think <laughs> that's people's beef? Hey, you know what? The supernatural, the supernatural is real, and as a result, you can't make a comedy out of ghosts. You know, ghosts are serious, guys. Sure, guys, you're gonna mess up and get a real demon. I don't want to downplay. Oh, hey, you know, there's some people that think that straight up. I know. <laughs> Tyler's uh, very serious qualms <laughs> with people taking the supernatural world uh, flippantly. But I've got some breaking news from the Ghostbusters wiki page okay. about oh, Slimer. 
Slimer, also known as Onion Head <laughs> <laughs> or Little Spud, was Onion a ghost head. made of pure ectoplasm and the first ghost successfully captured by the Ghostbusters. Onion Head. What, what, kind of, what was the breaking news? Onion Head? <laughs> yeah, what in the world? Ivan. By who calls him Onion Head? Ivan Reitman was uh, both Zool and Slimer's voice. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Does he even talk like that in the movie or just no, the cartoon? No, he just goes just the cartoon. <laughs> How do you think Sigourney Weaver felt being the token hot girl surrounded by all these nerdy comedians and then getting felt up by those demon puppet arms? That all, I feel like that happens so often in horror movies where giant scary arms have to subdue a female character right, in some there's way. Always there's always the like you catch a the <laughs> you catch a <laughs> glimpse of one like grazing or Getting deliberately groping. Yeah. Yeah, and you're there like, was one shot where it's well just like straight up like man that rubber puppet hand is just all <laughs> over her. I don't know. The, the defense of the guy that's crammed into the chair Maybe he just couldn't feel it, you know? He's Maybe. just pawing around up there. That Latex <laughs> is too that thick. thick. Yeah, it's probably quite thick. I, yeah. Who knows yeah, what? that's true. <laughs> 1984 <laughs> foam rubber. It's like, I got her. I got her by the shoulder. You know, so <laughs> just go with it, Sigourney. It's cool. Sigourney Weaver plays uh, Dana's character a lot like Ellen Ripley in Alien. Same kind of like gruff and mean and tough. You know, yeah. yeah. Even like her delivery on lines is very Ripley esque. Well, I mean, that is how her voice sounds. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it's the same. Oh, voice. yeah, because <laughs> actors never change the dynamic range of their voices or the cadence. It's to weird too because her face looked like Ripley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she walked same the same hair. as Ripley. Same hair. I yeah. don't like her hair. Yeah. And yeah, just Tyler like Ellen like Ripley, there's a sudden scene of her taking her pants off for. I was so confused by that. She comes in, she starts talking on the phone to her mom <laughs> and then with one hand to her her ear and the other she s- starts pulling down her sweatpants one leg at a time how else do you pull down your sweatpants i i probably wouldn't do it when i'm on the phone with my mom <laughs> and i probably wouldn't do it as like the second thing i did when i got in the house she yeah. just got home just a from weird, the gym she it was, was just hot. a weird moment and i didn't know what she had under the sweatpants leggings they happened to be leggings and it's just been a to weird jazzercise. It was just a weird, awkward moment. Why She's did, doing who, too much. She was who struggling. Who said, this is great. Talk to your mom on the phone, but could you take your pants off with one hand? <laughs> because it was showing that she's at home and comfortable, and then demon yeah, hands she's vulnerable, you know? Yeah. It's like undressing right. is always a... Yeah, you're right. A sign of vulnerability. vulnerability. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's so a PG. Earlier in the movie, she opened right. up that fridge. She's and the gatekeeper. She saw the demon dog just go... Zool. And I am only just now realizing, well, the last time I watched it a few years ago, that the sexual innuendos are thick. Oh, the gatekeeper and the key master. Yeah. You get it? You know. Yeah, I get it. It's a very thinly veiled metaphor. Yeah. He's master of his key. Right. Yeah. You get it. I get it. Well, That's the kind of stuff that it's. I didn't. <laughs> we I did need not to. Catch we need to parse it out for Patrick. But it is PG. <laughs> so then later on in the movie, they, after being united in holy matrimony, they just wake up on a concrete slab, a foot apart, <laughs> right. fully clothed. Yeah, pants on, and just unbuckled. Rick Moranis' pants just unbuckled. You're like, oh, well, yeah, you and then. Zool or the Gozer dogs. Gozer Bowie shows up, so you're like, I guess so they did something that <laughs> right. They obviously unlocked Go- some kind of. <laughs> Goey was like, "What y'all got going on? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing?" And what but exactly was Gozer's plan? So now Gozer's here. She, he, it, 
She's just gonna shim. party up on top of the thing in some high heels and no, she shim disappears she, and then becomes the scariest thing you can think of. The no, destroyer. That was the, the destroyer. <laughs> Gozer the destroyer. I thought those were the same people. No, because he said the destroyer has come. Like a oh somebody else. Well then what's Gozer's deal just to be Gozer is gonna fingers? destroy the world. She was just like has to get off the roof first. Yeah, why was she so upset? What was she so angry about? What did we ever do to her? <laughs> How come when uh, uh when Ellen Ripley turned into um Zool, yeah, she be she went full Linda Blair. She was floating on the bed and she hissing did. and everything. But when Rick Moranis's character became Vince Clortho, it was basically Rick Moranis <laughs> saying weird things. <laughs> Man, man. <laughs> he can handle his booze a little better, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just a light. Dana's a lightweight. Yeah, she, she gets a little really possessed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's just she's all just gone. <laughs> Rick's like, well, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go talk to this horse, man. And then, thank God, Egon was there to intercept him because he's just stone cold. Nothing, nothing phases Egon. I remember. As a kid, just thinking, well, I don't know, I get Egon. I didn't understand his humor, but now he's one of the funnier ones. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Harold Ramis, he's got yeah. good. He's the straight man. Comedic timing where he's just, he's reactionary too, but in a more straight way where Bill Murray will play into it. Harold mm-hmm. Ramis is just kind of observing, <laughs> observing, <laughs> observing and reacting like that scene in the elevator where they power on the, Oh, that's brilliant. Proton pack and they slowly back away from it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how <Ramis's laughs> face is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's gold. So do you think that that kind of gold, there's a possibility after all, we're, we're working our way up to the reboot here. What, what school of thought are each of you guys to end with tonight? Today, this morning, wherever you are listening to this thing, when you, when you think about going to see a new movie, or you're like, maybe it's good. For me personally, I'm like, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. We'll give it a shot. They may as well try. I mean, what's it gonna hurt? The real Ghostbusters is there. These people that always go on about like it ruins the original. No, it doesn't. The original just sits there. You can go watch it anytime you want. Yeah, go buy a Blu-ray player. You don't even have to watch this reboot if you don't care you to don't watch it. It's right. not like it. Yeah. Poses any and real also risk. Your too. negative opinion on the internet doesn't make anything better. <laughs> yeah, no one cares what you have to yeah. say. So except the uh, trailer for Ghostbusters has become the most disliked YouTube video that is a movie trailer on the entire site of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not fair. There that's are worse trailers fair. out there. There are significantly worse trailers. Well, of course and there are. That's just yeah. like why and why are we choosing this one? It's a bad trailer. We it all concede yeah, it's it is a bad trailer. It's a poorly cut trailer. But, jeez. Why, yeah. why are we so, we're that angry? At, there's that many Ghostbusters fanboys that were angry about this thing. Let's just give it a shot. There's enough reason to still believe in it. Why do people yeah. hate fun? It could be so great. <laughs> <laughs> See, what I'm thinking is part of the, the charm and magic of Ghostbusters is like what Tyler was saying is that these guys at their prime... Not that they're not in their prime anymore, maybe. Well, no, they no, are. they're not. <laughs> I think it's anyway. A, I mean, it was like thirty years ago. At this point, they're like they got to cut loose and do weird things and like just flex their comedic muscles as much as they could, and it was perfect. It was like magic. So you don't want to try to do that again. You want to let these comedians do the same thing. So you're not expecting the same thing. You're just <laughs> expecting. Uh, <laughs> you say that, and I just picture Melissa McCarthy falling in front of So I, I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be funny, and I think that, I mean, it it is a 
a story that I know and I love and I'm excited to see four incredibly funny women do a great job being funny in it. Do a great job. Way to vote of confidence, man. We all Ghostbusters. We, we all, all Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Tyler, what are you what are you feeling right now? I'm I'm excited for it. I I've said it before. I don't know how these filmmakers and these actresses can make a movie that's not funny. Uh, yeah. It right. So I, hey man, cuz let's be honest. If they did, it's the first time. Even if she does fall down and fart, that's funny. Maybe sometimes. it'll be one of the funnier moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they should have put her falling, falling over and farting in the trailer, and maybe <laughs> would have got a while she's running away up, from so. a, a ghost. Up. They've they've done enough to earn my support, so yeah. I'll, I'll go see it. I mean, they're getting my ten dollars. We we know from the trailer, unfortunately, that uh, Onion Head seems to show up at some point so hey, love that little spud <laughs> we can get excited about this and you know next up on the docket we get to see what a ghostbusters movie that's not quite as good looks like so maybe it'll help us adjust our expectations ghostbusters right. 2 is fine before you give the 2016 ghostbusters a fair shake and you really should give it a fair shake but before you do be sure to go back and revisit Ivan Reitman's amazing 1984 comic masterpiece in Ghostbusters. And then, let us know what you think. Leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at youhatemovies. Movies.